Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. So I, I like to start this way, <clears throat> as a way to shape the practice. And so you get a sense of uh, really the focus of the practice. And you can relate to it ideally before you get onto the mat. That's the idea, to make this a meaningful endeavor for you. Because that's the idea. Otherwise, why would you be here if this is not a meaningful endeavor? And this practice, if you've been on your mat enough, means something to you. And I can imagine that's why you're here. Okay. <laughs> One of the things I use teaching for is to take risks. <laughs> I'm feeling tender this morning. So, hmm. <laughs> so what's, on, what's up on the board is a problem I'm working through. Ooh, I'm so tender. I am so tender. <laughs> and it's a problem that I'm working through. And it's not just, you know, over the last day or week or something like that. It's a lifetime issue that I've been working through. And it's been a problem in my life. And so why I like teaching is it, it allows me an opportunity to sort myself out. That's one of the things I appreciate about teaching. And not have to do it by myself on my own, because I already know what that feels like. And so that's how I utilize teaching, is I gather people and have meaningful conversations and see where it goes. And ideally, I, I share myself, and you share yourself, and we're better off as a consequence, because we're together sorting out problems. And we have a lot of problems, don't we? <laughs> a lot. And so the focus of this practice is on back heart space, back heart space, so back heart space. And uh, that's what you get from this practice is that focus. And it means something. And what it means is up on the board, on the left, in the back heart space, holds the energy and experience of heartbreak, heartbreak. And then you could ask yourself, have you experienced heartbreak in your life? And the answer is, of course you have. If you're a human being, you've experienced heartbreak, and perhaps you're going through it right now. Who knows? On the right side, it's the fear. Fear the abuse of love. So there's fear. Fear. That love can be abusive at times. That's my experience to it. It's very interesting. And it came to me again yesterday. It was like, oh, there you are. There you are again. And it was so intriguing to me how it showed up. And it was undeniable, my relationship to this particular part of my body, but also my relationship to love and how complex it's been for me in so many different ways. Oh. And that's the emotion. It's like, wow, this is so complex for me. And confusing. <sighs> I went for a massage yesterday. <laughs> it was just, it's like, okay, you know, this is going to be good for me. All right, that's what's going to happen. I just feel like, you know, falling on the table and falling asleep. That's not what happened. It was like 60 minutes of horror. 
And I knew right away when the therapist came to me, it's like, oh man, man. And so rough. And I felt brutalized in so many different ways. It's like, this is so fascinating. So fascinating that this is what I'm experiencing right now. The very thing that I don't want right now and I don't need. I was joking last night. I just felt like a, what I needed is to be spooned and held while, held while I cried. <laughs> you know, that's what I felt I needed. And instead, I got this massage that was just brutal. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. And how the various different times I had to stop the massage, and it's like softer, and not that, and these kinds of things, and squirming, so fascinating. And it brought up a lot, and a lot of memories through that massage that, was, that were undeniable to me, that linked to my experience of touch, and linked to my experience of love. Oof. And that is painful, because that's the representation of touch for me. It's a threat. It's a threat. It hurts. And it's something I've been working through for quite some time. And it's been important for me to work through that. And uh, he probably didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, it's something that's been meaningful for me and I've been pursuing it because I know how complex it's been and how much of a limitation it's been in my life. And what it actually gets me, it doesn't get me anything good. It gets me farther away from people, which is the opposite of what I want. And it's been one of the greatest problems I've had in my life, trying to work through this in a, in a meaningful way, so I could position myself in relationships to be loved, which is very complex. There's something about it I don't trust. I just don't trust it. And that's what came to me yesterday. I don't trust touch, I don't trust love. And that's a weird position to be in, because it opposes and it's in contrast and a confliction to what I actually want which is nurturing, and something I feel I need. And it feels to me that I rarely don't get. And there's a part of me that don't, I don't set myself up for that. And that's one of the things that I've been, uh, it's been a complexity, and uh, specifically with my relationship to women. <laughs> and I've said this over the last couple of days, it's like, okay, that's the source of nurturing that I've experienced at times in my life, but it's also the source of pain. And so there's an element to this where I don't set myself up for nurturing. I don't allow it because I don't trust it because it's so foreign. And if I do have it, it soon will be gone, which is also painful. And so at times in my life, I've settled for what I've known, which is the pain and the concern and uh, the aloneness that feels mm, familiar. And so up on the board are some distinctions that support this. 
And again, I've been speaking about this the last couple of days, if you've been here, strategies and protection strategies. And two protection strategies we use is people-pleasing and perfectionism. People-pleasing and perfectionism. I've explored those over the last couple of days with you. And these strategies really support the unwillingness to be known. You don't get to know me. No, you do not get to know me. And why? Because I'm flawed. And that's a presupposition that we have, a belief each of us have in our own way. I'm flawed, and so therefore you don't get to know me. I won't allow it. Which leads into, I must prove myself. I must prove myself, not only to myself, but to you. I'm flawed, I'll prove that I'm not flawed. And these are the things that I'll do to prove that I'm not that. And I have to earn your love so I can feel safe. And so please just love me. And it can come out of this desperation that please just love me. I can't love myself, I need you to love me. And if I'm loved through you, then I'll feel safe in this world. And it's a hell of a stance to take in this world. And in that, we'll never show who we are. I'll never show you who I actually am. You'll never get to know me fully. I will not allow it. You only get to see what I'm willing to show you. And that's it. And best you take it. Because that's it. I will give you nothing else other than that. The sides of myself I want to present to you. And what that leads into is this shallow cowardice position in the world. And we can be that. And we are that. And if you're honest with yourself, to notice where you are shallow and cowardice. And you are somewhere in your life. We all are. That leaves us insufficient and unoriginal. <laughs> insufficient. It supports that insufficiency. When we stand in this world from this posture and using these strategies to prove ourselves, to earn other people's love through action, I don't know, the various different things we do. And the outcome, ah, we're embittered and alone. Wow, that's intense. And if you think of yourself in the future, 20, 30 years from now, that could be quite likely. We'd be bitter, embittered and alone. I don't know, hanging out with 30 cats or something like that. That's always waiting for us, that outcome. And that should horrify you. Because that's a clumsy ride. And it's a clumsy ride to that destination. And in that destination, it's misery. And so the opposite of this is practicing your values, my values, my values, your values. The desire to be known. I have values and through my values, I actually want to be known. I want to be close to you. Allow me in, I'll let you in. We can hang out and spend time together. This is fun. We go on adventures together. We love each other up for who we are. I'm vulnerable with you, you're vulnerable with me. You already have that in your life, right? I imagine you do. Some relationships where there's vulnerability and is beautiful. And is beautiful and meaningful because your values are leading the way. They're present. There's the absence of strategies, trying to prove, prove yourself to someone. I have value and I deserve love. What a great posture to stand in. I have value. This, me, I have value and I deserve love. And so, I will pursue love. We have to relinquish self-persecution. 
in order to do that. That's a tough one to take on, isn't it? Self-persecution. <laughs> Stop treating yourself in a way that demeans you and devalues you. That conversation you can have with yourself that takes you away from your values, puts you in the death spin in some ways. You know that conversation? Of course you do. You've got to relinquish that and give it up as often as you possibly can to stop speaking to yourself in that manner. And an element that comes out of that, you get to integrate the monster. <laughs> you integrate the monster, that part of you that is horrifying and scary. To be able to integrate the monster, that you're monstrous, to know that you are, and that you could be monstrous at any given moment, but you choose not to be. Not only to yourself, but to other people. That's the integration we're looking at, and looking for. You have a good sense of yourself. You can carry yourself in this world with great integrity, which is not easy, that's for sure. And we get to do that, we pursue meaning through courageous action, and you're a courageous being. Look at you, you're here in Costa Rica on this great adventure. Why you're doing that, who the hell knows, but it's amazing. You take courageous action in this world. You do that every day. That is for sure. And as we do that, we cultivate self-respect, which is so important. We get to be compelling and original. Ooh. <laughs> We're so uniquely original. That's for sure. And the outcome... <laughs> is self-sufficiency and the experience to feel safe, like the experience of safety, which is something we're all pursuing, is this experience of safety, which is elusive. Very elusive in this world to feel safe. That's how it seems to me. I don't know how it seems to you. But sometimes we don't feel safe in our own skin. You can ask yourself, the hell is this guy talking about? What's, what is this? It's like, this practice means something. If you could walk out of here 60 minutes from now with greater self-respect, more aligned with your values, treating yourself different, taking risks with people in your life that you say you care for, how your day, how your week, how your month, how your year, how your life could be better as a consequence. And that's what this practice is about, making things better through commitment and action. And that's the alignment. That's the alignment. Okay. Yes, I have some limitations, but I'm going to choose them. I'm going to choose them. I see them. I know you. I'm going to choose you, my limitation, and work with you as best as I can and further you along so I can turn you into a strength at some point. So I'm less weak. I'm braver. So then you could ask yourself to make this real for you. What do you want to experience more of in your life? What do you want to experience more of in your life? It's a hell of a question. If you come up with the answer, that's good. Because then you could practice it on your mat. Pulling it in. Pulling it in. I want you, I want you, I want you. And that's the meaning. Anybody have an answer to that? What do you want to experience more of in your life? What's the feeling? you want to have more of in your life. It's not like a greener lawn or, I don't know, it's like <laughs> a red car or something like that. Great. It's like, what do you want to feel more of in your life? 
Anybody got an have an answer to that? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Beautiful. What do you want more of in your life? Put it out there. Courage. Courage. Yes. Sir. Pride. Great. Confidence. Great. Self-love. Very good. Yeah. Something beautiful about putting it out there in the world. You know? It's like, okay. Once it's out in front of us, we can pursue it. That's the idea. And that's the benefit of this practice. Put something out in front of you and pursue it. So 60 minutes from now or so, you have become it. You have become it. You up for that challenge? Because rest assured, you have already become and embodied physically what you've already lived. You know, and where I see that um, is in posture. So we're talking about heart space and heart experience. Once we are hurt, when there's pain, that protection of our heart comes within our posture. And it's an automatic, it's very, um, typical thing to see. And so where are we able to, and you said, Chris, vulnerability, where are we able to find more vulnerability? If you're going to cultivate these things, vulnerability and courage and pride and all of these beautiful things, where are you able to stand up straight, be vulnerable, to show yourself everything on that right side of the board and lead with heart, not the other way around? And it shows up and manifests in your posture. Yeah. So if we stand in strategies, what holds all of that is emotions, shame, and fear. If we're standing in shame, no love in, fear, no love out. So the idea is to pull ourselves out of that experience of shame and fear. And so we can be out there vulnerable. Because that's the way through, is practicing vulnerability. Absolutely. And so let's do that this morning, shall we? I think we shall. Nice to be with you. Thanks for being here. See you on the mat.